It's a daily talk show, episode 309. A little squished episode, this one. <laughs> yeah, we're, the first Sorry. time we've got four people, including us. We've got Shameless, Michelle and Zara. Thank you, so glad to be here. Hello. How are we? For people who don't know Shameless, uh, the podcast for smart women who like dumb shit. Dumb stuff. Dumb stuff. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just Dumb change shit. the tagline. Yeah, it's very close. And you guys are some of our internet friends. We've had so many internet friends on this show yeah. where mm. we've we've met online and now we're in the same room. And mm. none of us were catfished. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, I feel a little bit catfished. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. 97 might be yeah, at some point. Yeah. But you may have seen um, the shameless girls uh, helping our mate, Mr. 97, find love. Mm. And You're welcome, Mr. 97. <laughs> I see you smirking across the room from us. Wowee. That was a, uh, how did you put it? The sha- journey? Cyclone no, Shameless. No, Cyclone, Cyclone Shameless. shameless. Cyclone shameless. Right yeah. here. In the ash. It definitely it had that uh, that vibe, but it feels like the beginning. 97 doesn't have a microphone because we're all mic'd up. Yeah. But <laughs> Sorry, buddy. The silent assassin yeah, to exactly. episode. Exactly. But he's he's gone on two dates. We can, we can say that, I think. I can't tell you how proud I am, Mason. I feel like we were inundated with hundreds and hundreds of women who wanted to go on dates with you. The problem was so many of them were too old. Yeah. I mm. feel like our demo is slightly older than 19, but we did find a couple of gems, I feel like. Is I think it, we did. Do you think there's like people are in relationships younger and then sort of slipping out at 24 because they're like, <laughs> I need to develop myself. Yes. And I was in this young relationship and I What does hate that mean? <laughs> no, I just is think there that that is, no, there it's happening with a lot of my friends for sure. Okay, so they've been yeah. in long term, now they're breaking up. Yes, Fine. I think a lot of people get to 24 or 25 and then sort of realise what's next. Yeah, yeah. well, my brother was, and you too, Josh, my mm. brother met his his wife, who they've got two kids now, when they were like 17. Mm. And they, I feel like they weathered the storm of just growing up and finding yourself career and they got through it. Yeah, well, and how now, different like you are when you're like, what I looked like when I was 17 on an, ele- an elephant. Actually, yeah. I was actually 21 on the elephant. Yeah. Photo. We need to post yeah. that photo again. <laughs> but compared to now, like it's crazy. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of – but you also become more similar, I reckon, too. I feel like as well, isn't there that theory of the seven-year itch? Yeah. So if you're getting together at 17, so many people would be breaking up mm. around 24 because yeah. it's that typical timeline oh, yeah. where things get really tricky and when you're that young, you're probably like, fuck it, I can't mm. be bothered making this work. Whereas when you're older and you've got kids and stuff, you just stick it out. I hope we're not discouraging Mason from finding a wife now. You no. can find a wife now. I think it'd be perfect. So it means seven years. Yeah, so it would be... It's more old school. It's commendable. Think about like our parents' generation. There was a lot more people who got together young and one love. Um, then they just went to one love, the nightclub, and mm. <laughs> never found love. Good so, job, mum and dad. Uh, we want to. Um, we were talking just before we started about uh, some friction that people thought that they were seeing within your podcast. Yeah, and let's then we'll start talk, there. And then we're talking about Josh and I. We, we've discussed in length the blow ups we've had, but I think it is the fundamentals of you know our uh, you know partnership where we have blow ups, we get through them. Mm. But what what's been said about you girls recently in some of the comment sections? Um, it's funny you ask this because this we were going to talk about catfights on this week's episode generally, like in the public eye, and how when women are disagreeing with each other, they almost always are framed in the same way. And then most recently, we've had a lot of feedback from people who, A, are very surprised that we disagree with each other on the show, like overwhelming amount of feedback with people saying, it's amazing that you guys disagree with each other, Mm. which is so surprising to me that that is something to even comment on. And secondly, that when we disagree, some people find find it very jarring to the point Mm. where they don't even know if we like each other. Yeah, because we have, I feel like... We were very small at the beginning and we have been really lucky in that we've grown really quickly and that's amazing. Uh, The downfall of that is that 
proportionately as you grow, you also get more feedback. And mm. a lot of that feedback, I think the bigger you get can be more critical and more harsh because they see you as a bigger fish yeah. that they can take aim at and they feel like it's not as personal maybe that if mm. you do have a big audience that it doesn't really matter. Um, but, yeah, the the commentary, especially on Apple Podcasts, has been quite to- not but toxic, the thing is, but the funny thing is, I would, <clears throat> I would clarify it that it's such a small, like you're talking yeah. about such a small. Exactly. Pro- and to be honest, guys, I'd be happy to have some commentary yeah, yeah, in our exactly. podcast <laughs> subscriber <laughs> section. In so any, in feel any free. Sound <laughs> off. The thing, I think that that's, I think it happens with that scale that you're talking about, Michelle, where it's like when you actually start reaching critical mass, there all of a sudden is this new expectation yeah. that mm. you're sort of fair game for people to to say and then also by the design of talking about what you talk about which is around reality and mm. people's personal lives and all that sort of thing and celebrities people are now seeing you guys whether you like it or not a bit like that and so they're probably starting to say okay well michelle michelle is this type of character and zara is this type of character and that's what makes it magic but that's also the thing that gives them the power to say oh michelle was really pissed at zara yeah it's funny that you do say that though because i think we sort of have slipped into two like firm characters like those are our personalities Mm. sorry little coffee. I, I was going to say, can you cut that out? Then. And then I was like, you guys don't cut anything out. So <laughs> there, there you go. go, awkward gap. Um, <laughs> we do have two firm sort of characters that we play, sort of that we accidentally fell into that suits our personalities, but our personalities are far more layered than that. So you kind mm. of get to this point a year into the podcast where you have built a following and you get to the point where you say, okay, well, how do I sort of show the other sides of my personality without ruining the dynamic that they've <laughs> come to expect? And yeah. also it's a bit of a um, – you've got to weigh up what feedback is worth taking on and mm-hmm. what feedback is just not productive at all. Like if someone's coming to us and saying, oh, Zara seems rude or Michelle seems not funny, then is that actually worth taking on or should you be listening to the majority? It's very hard to be able to pick out pieces of feedback and figure out what's actually productive and what's just really nasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's a certain type of feedback too, which I saw a YouTuber talking about, which is the most painful, which is when the commenter is – implying that they're doing this for your best interest. Like it's like, oh my goodness. like yes. the, they'll frame it in a way which is like, mm. hey, like I love you guys or I love what you've been doing. And that's but, exactly how they do but it. But just yeah. as an observation, the last few episodes, and I reckon that's a mind fuck. And I, but I also don't think it's true. It's just someone's opinion around, they're probably, people feel uncomfortable when things go from a small thing to a, to a big yeah. thing. And I think you need to, beyond not opposing sides i think it needs to be genuine in your sort of clash of thoughts around something mm. because if you're both the same you probably wouldn't have and then i don't think we'd have a following but also yeah. it gets to the point when you're like if i am overly sarcastic and dry which is my sense of humor at what point does that become jarring on a podcast that reaches mm. a lot of people who who might not sort of yeah. understand that and then you actually do you, i think you do have to take elements of that on and say i'm not going to dilute this in its its entirety, but I do have to work out, um, you know, how people are going to take this, I guess. Mm. What mm. does it actually look like What from the conversation you were saying that you were speaking about it last mm. night on the phone? Mm. What would their, What would the shift... You mean you guys are friends? You actually yeah. talk about yeah. it? <laughs> we are not fighting at the moment, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah, uh, what, what, was the, what was the conversation? How do you, how do you sort of work on that sort um, of thing? The conversation from my end was that Zara called a little bit upset. I think you're comfortable uh, so I to messaged, say that. I messaged Michelle and I said I did a bad thing. So I get a phone call straight away. Bad, bad Which could thing. mean a lot of things <laughs> to Zara's world. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I get a phone call straight away and I section. think, oh God, I've been a bit dramatic about this. And I said, I read the Apple reviews and the last three are not good, like about me, not about you, but about me. And I think they are all focused on exactly the same thing, which is that they think that I don't like you. <laughs> Quote unquote, Zara hates Michelle. And I was like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my God, what have I done? Because I think I give this illusion that I have quite a hard shell when in reality I'm sort of like very sensitive on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, Has a tendency to cry. So it was Michelle just sort of like being taking this very harsh motherly role saying like you cannot take all of this mm-hmm. on no, board. No, because I think if you did take it on board after – everything we've been doing, it would be very silly for us to take a handful of people's opinions and change what we do when thousands mm. of people like it. Like that would just be stupid, yeah. a stupid tactical decision. Like if thousands of people love what we do, then keep doing what we do. Maybe yeah. keep it in the back of your mind, but yeah. don't change. I think what, what I was worried about was Zara called me and basically said, fuck, I need to be nicer to you yeah. or I need I a- I need a joke writer full time. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I don't, I don't I want do. that. <laughs> like this is actually no joke. How we are on the podcast, I know Zara said that, yeah, we do play into roles a little bit, but it's very similar yeah. to how we are in everyday life. And we bicker and we rib each other back and forth all day, every day. And that's how we like rib it. Rib each other? Did yeah. you say? I've, rib never each heard, other. I've never heard of You've rib each other. You've never heard rib. I've no. heard rib. Rib, it's rib? Rib yeah. each other? What does that mean? Like, like ribbing, like kind punch of- Punch um, in the ribs? Uh, just like pl- joke- yeah, play fighting. Oh, kind of like a rib. I don't oh, that's, that's a rib. I, I wonder know. if I've got like this completely wrong in my entire no, life. This is I've why said we ribbing. have Mr. 97 here. Is it riff each other? No, is, no. It's definitely not the one ending with the M. Mr. 97 has currently got on his phone and he's going to look up. This is what we do. We Maybe get Mr. 97. Rib each other. But in fairness, we're that's the relationship that I have with almost all of my close mm. friends yeah. um, and almost all of the people in my life. So it's not an anomaly for me at all, nor is it for you. No, I think I would be really bored if I had friendships where we didn't we didn't have that dialogue back and forth. Because mm. I, I think a lot of the commentary as well that comes to us saying that Zara's mean to me or vice versa is actually from people who are a little bit older who yeah. might not have that relationship with their friends where it is that really jokey, mm. bantery kind of relationship. And so it's jarring for them it, to hear that. It is a unique relationship though. I think any combination, like Josh and I, <laughs> yeah. like my friendship with Josh, I don't have another friend like him. Mm. Yeah. I don't have another friend where we go as deep, where we you know have as much fun. Like there is so many highs and lows of the friendship, which I think adds to what we're doing. Mm. And the other thing I think that makes it hard is it's like when you're doing a show, there's content. You're doing stuff for content. So it actually yeah. like radio shows dream of people taking other sides. In fact, that, that was Tommy's frustration yeah. when he was in radio, which is like, hey, we've got this social issue that's on at the moment. Mm. Your co-host believes this. Can you play the other yeah. side on it? Mm. And when you're having to do that, it becomes really hard. Well, it's manufactured. It's not yeah. authentic. And, yeah, you get painted as a certain way. So we have the ability. This is what you girls have created something amazing where you can you're in control of what you're painting and if people don't always like it if you know you've been authentic with it it's pretty good and people won't always like it i think yeah. we've just got to accept yeah. that like they're the most successful movies in the world there will be someone who hates that movie there'll yeah. be someone who hates i don't know makeup when i love makeup like that doesn't mm. mean anything it just we all have different opinions i think we've really got to filter out the ones that are just negative for no real productive reason well I think it's because we haven't been doing this for a particularly long time but like I I think last night when I was mildly upset about it I would say mildly I didn't get to that I just went for a run to like I told her she off. wasn't allowed to cry because and we I have did. a crying quota per week and <laughs> we'd already reached I would already reach the crying quota um I had reached the crying quota Zara had single-handedly um, reached it and well, I don't even know if, but you Maybe if to, you didn't have a crying qu- quota you wouldn't be such an asshole on the show <laughs> <laughs> you're not 
from. Um, and uh, you have to come at it from a really pragmatic stance, being like, it's actually not physically possible for every single person to like no. every single thing that you yeah. do. Like, that's the, the thing you have to keep telling yourself over and over. In in theory, that's good. In practice, it's a bit harder. All right. So, what is one thing that you can't stand in Michelle? Oh, <laughs> nothing. Let's do it. Michelle is perfect. Well, TJ, we did this. So Ryan John was on the show, and he did a whole bit where it's like what we hated about each other. Yeah, when we had to say it at the, at the, at the exact three. same time. The thing was that Tommy went soft on it and said, "Drinking like my He's, water he bottle." He drinks this water bottle. It's so annoying. He's like, blah, 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 yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. the thing when you spend <laughs> so much time with someone, the tiniest quirks kill you. So on the Michelle, count of three, you have to both say one about each other. We hated that I shit, though. I don't know though. what I'm going to say about <laughs> yeah. you. I don't think you'll know what I'll say. You actually don't have. Oh, she's, oh, she's got one. She's got one. I've got one. I've got one. All right, here you go. Three, two, one. When she drinks into the being on time. <laughs> <laughs> being on, so Michelle said being on time. Not just being on time. She wants to be early no, no, to no, everywhere no. that we go and it's just not efficient. I'm not I'm not over the top about it. Oh. I'm actually very subtle in my desire she's, to be on time. She's you very annoyed if no. we're going to be no. like slightly – if I we're going to be on time, she's annoyed. She wants to be early. Did you find that when you were growing up, Zara, were you always on time? Like was I feel like families are either late family. Or uh, I, we were an on-time family. Yeah, sure. What about you, Michelle? Same here, but I like being on time, like get there a few minutes beforehand. Mm-hmm. Allow a little bit of time for traffic, but get there on time. Zara likes to be fucking early <laughs> to the point where you could like sit in and have a full breakfast before you get in. Which is what I often do. That's a great idea. I do it's, enjoy that though. Like I like efficient. the idea. Yeah, I need time to get ready in the morning How or often? like shower. You just get up earlier. You're you the type that goes sleep. like four hours early to a Sydney flight. No. <laughs> Zara does want to go ridiculously early to the airport. But we go. once it's start. such a dorky trade as well. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Like when going into the Virgin Lounge, having a toasted sandwich. Ooh, you're going you to the go, lounge, are yeah, we? I mean, I'm the just settled it. It's domestic. So, um, it's so I was reading a Guardian article that was written about you yes. girls recently. You, you posted about it. It's like I <laughs> loved it because it was like a, a succinct version of your story to date. Yes. Um, and there was some things in there that like that are a part of your story that are so sort of so meaty and juicy. We, like – Building this thing when other people thought you couldn't. It's the underdog kind of story here. And as mm. the gossip and scandal show we are, <laughs> we thought it would be good to go. No, so, I mean, what we what we love about it, because the thing is we, like I, uh, I think connected up with Shameless, I think it was after we met Gemma, uh, Gemma Watts, who we've had on the show. Yes. And she was like... Love oh, Gemma, friend this, of the show, Gemma. Yeah, and she was like, you've got to get into Shameless. And I remember... Early days being, it must have been like Logie, you were talking about Logies and stuff oh, and I was like in, in Europe and I was like getting my Australian fix through through you guys. But what I love about the story is that it is uh, going for like a bit of a fuck you to the man, as mm. I like to put it, which is like the big corporations and how you're meant to be doing it and then you've gone out and done this thing on your own. How did you get to the, to that point? How did you get to the point where saying, actually – we don't need permission to build this thing. We can just make it ourselves. Um, I think uh, for anyone who doesn't know the story, how dare you? Um, <laughs> we we did pitch the story to uh, – pitch the podcast, sorry, to a media network. They said yes and then pretty quickly turned around and said actually no. Um, and we obviously were, that we was We were hard. working there at the time. We were working there at the time and obviously that was hard and then there was a conversation that they might do the podcast in the future or the idea in the future but we might not host it. Um, so we kind of had a conversation back and forth with each other where we were really disappointed because we believed in the idea so much and we just thought, okay, well, we're writers and editors but we have no idea about podcasts. We had no idea what podcast platforms were, how to edit, 
how to record, how to broadcast really. Mm. So I think we just looked at each other and we said we believe in the idea so much and I'm a person where I go by gut feel on everything. I feel like with content in myself that if my talent is anything, Mm. it would be that I think I know what ideas will work Mm -hmm. as content and what women want to consume. Um, And it was both of our gut feel that we thought it would work and we're like, okay, well, let's just make it happen. Like let's just wing it and see if it pays off and if it pays off, great. And if it doesn't, it's just extra experience and we might know how to edit a program and edit a piece of audio. I don't even know the correct terminology (laughs) anymore. we might know the machinations of making a podcast, and therefore we've upskilled anyway. That's a good anyway. word as well. Yeah. Machinations. Yeah, you tell their journey. Well, this is this is the thing that I like. Early days, I also looked at your LinkedIn's and I saw your ATAR scores, which you've since taken off. Yeah, because I, you bagged us for having them on. Oh, there. I didn't bag you. And say, hey, well, Nick, I was the guy. <laughs> I was very, I was very impressed, but because. Uh, I really like you guys have such a good vocabulary. Anyway, it's very. So, you, so very you're working at this place. You've started the podcast. Yeah. And then to be honest, I think it also worked because we started it from a standpoint of let's teach ourselves how to do this so we can put it on a resume and find another job. Because most of our anxiety in our early 20s came from not knowing what our next job was going to be and what it was going to look like and that we were never going to be employed again mm. because there was no work in Melbourne and the industry was, you know, changing completely. So we were very stressed about that. Um, and so we just started it thinking, well, it can't be bad to have on your resume that you've started to try and do this. Like mm. it can't be a bad thing. Mm. And then we started doing it and it took it took a little bit. Those first few episodes oh, would have been God. a bit dodge. We had so many meetings with each other where we're like, how do we get people to actually listen to this? And we had to think <laughs> super strategically. Like we were going around to universities, printing off hundreds and hundreds of posters about Shameless and sticking them on the back door of women's bathrooms. Because we thought, yeah, guerrilla marketing. Yeah, we thought amazing. if you can ever access young women yeah. go to the bathrooms where only young women That's are That's not for you, Miss Anissa, yeah. specifically for a podcasting We'd be prosecuted strategy. if we entered exactly. the grounds well, we of a university. You guys don't do that. I'm probably so that. too. <laughs> yeah, definitely not the female toilets. We won't be doing that. And so what was the um, – where was it that you saw the, the, the difference, the jump from, oh, this was – something that's fun mm. to it started to get momentum uh we covered an influencer called sarah's day who mm. uh, i guess was heading into bell gibson territory where she was giving out health advice of how to treat precancerous cells naturally mm-hmm. and how to heal herself both in inverted commas um and we covered that and that was probably the biggest response we'd got to a segment because I think it was something that a lot of young people were talking about but no mainstream media publications were actually covering it. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of the first to cover it. We spoke to the Cancer Council. We put a blog up on the blog that I then had which then that got a few – I think it was like 20,000 reads or something wow. like that. And I think that was kind of our first episode where we branched outside of our circles and other people started to find us. And from then I think that's when we had a really – tough conversation with the company where we were working for that said you know what this isn't tenable probably for you guys to keep doing both things at once well the, oh, really? the juicy part of the article was that it felt too uncomfortable to be there what was that what's the wording i won't put words um i i said it felt um it felt untenable to be working there because it was uh i think i think the wording that we've used and i think that the most accurate wording to use is that it was weird for us to have a podcast that was gaining traction inside a company that was running the biggest women's media podcast Mm. network in the country. And they've said you can't host it. 
Yeah. Well, there, there was sort of no conversation about whether this podcast would ever be taken on board okay. by them. Yeah. We And then it was when this conversa- when push came to shove, I guess, when it was like we either have to choose basically between this podcast and our jobs. That's the point I think where we needed to work out, do we jump with this or do we let it go? And mm. that's the point that we decided to jump with it. And I mean, now I look back and I'm like, oh, well, obviously we'd choose to go with the podcast. But at the time, the podcast was getting a couple of thousand downloads per episode. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't like something where we could just jump out and that would be my full-time job and mm. Zara would be sorted and... It wasn't no. that easy at all. I think, again, it was just gut feel that we thought, okay, yeah, it's getting traction, but in the next year or so it might get a lot of traction if we invest a lot more time into it. So, Because there was a time where that media company you were working at were positioned as the new age digital movement. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what do you think that they may have overlooked in regards to how they built the business to become – it almost feels like – you start off like this small little jet ski and you can do all these things and you make and you're enabling things and making things happen. How do you think they ended up as this big ship that couldn't see the talent inside it? I think it was a couple of things. Firstly, I actually think it was geography. The fact yeah, that we the were visibility. Based, we were in Melbourne and we weren't particularly visible in that company, which was kind of nice. You can work under the radar and I've always loved sort of falling under the radar and just putting my head for, down and for working. For context, that doesn't mean we were being lazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, I, I kind of like the idea that, that – in because you're not as visible, maybe you're a little underestimated. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's huge power in that. I think that was for one. I think our age, we were really young. I think mm-hmm. we were 22 mm-hmm. when we pitched this. And rightly so, the conversation was, why would people listen to you? Not in those words, but why yeah. would people listen to two 22-year-olds talk about mm-hmm. this? And that was very legitimate. Yeah. I didn't know either. You should have just said, because the kid's making $20 million a year <laughs> reviewing lollies <laughs> and toys. <laughs> maybe that. But no, they're a business, so they need to hit a few... Uh, strategic points mm. totally. to make sense on their end, which is why, like you said, Josh, you built your jet ski, you're throwing it around, yeah, and then I don't know, I don't know any more jet ski now. <laughs> you backflip on the thing, you're like, what Tommy took from that was there was a jet ski involved. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and all he's doing now is imagining. Like, and I love Can jet we skis. go on the jet ski today? <laughs> yeah. when Can we get a shot on a jet ski of the yeah. four of us? <laughs> when, when you guys leave, Tommy's going to say, Man, "I can't believe they ride jet skis. How cool! How cool is that? What is the?" Um, expectation being journos versus what Tommy and I do, which is just being a couple of gronks talking. (laughs) Are there extra sensitivities that you have to worry about? Or when it's the podcast, you sort of strip that back and it's just like, hey, this is my opinion. I think this is something that we're grappling with at the moment, that we introduced the podcast as Welcome to Shana's, da-da-da, hosted by two Melbourne journos for so long. We've introduced that for over a year now as Mm. two Melbourne journalists. And I think at the moment we're grappling with whether or not that's the correct label. Mm. I, we have been journos in the past. Some of the stories we've both worked on have been pretty serious or uh, very investigative in different areas, but it probably doesn't describe anymore what we actually do. I think more than anything, we're columnists and broadcasters and mm. writers. I think we don't do much journalistic work. As far as covering segments, we always make an effort to make sure that we're covering both sides of the story, that our facts are correct, that we're going to experts to get the right opinions Mm -hmm. that we need or the right um, information that we need to form our opinion. But... Yeah, it's definitely been something that we're grappling with at the moment. I don't think there'll ever be a point where, like, our background in journalism will never not 
sort of inform how we approach the podcast, which mm-hmm. is sh- what Michelle said, like showing both sides and things like that. But um, – and sort of putting trigger warnings in front of segments, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. be, doing mm-hmm. the things – doing the checklist of things that we think we need to do. But Michelle is right. I think we will stop introducing ourselves as journalists because we are editorialising the news cycle far mm-hmm. too much to be seen as people that are unbiased. What, what's the word? What are you going to choose? Probably writers. writers. Just writers. something simple because yeah. we are yeah. writers and like we still write online but a lot of it is opinion-based. Like I have a column with News Corp mm. where it's just me trying things from pop culture and writing funny <laughs> stories about yeah. it. So I don't think you can call that journalism. It's the craft of what you're doing, writing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. I mean, we've, we've talked a lot about the, the words and, and you've got to – takes time. You've got to pick one almost. Like, mm. well, Yeah, well, it, feel, it feels like sometimes we can get obsessed with that type of thing and it can lead us in one direction yeah. as mm. well. So if, if we're saying, you know, I'm a journalist, it, it does set a certain expectation or sort of like a posture in the way that you approach yeah. things. Well, you are researched and uh, it's the opposite of what we are. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We've got Mr. 97. Yeah, he's our, um, Did you find out? Are you were looking? What, were he, what was he even Sorry. looking? What was he looking for? Also, remember, ribbing just, someone isn't a thing. Couldn't find. Have we made what this ribbing up? Meant. Shit! Okay. I've okay. said that in but so many. And that's okay. It's now your you. thing. Yeah, it's, it's the thing. It's your yeah, thing. It is okay. a thing. You only right, add it to urban. Can we get it on urban dictionary? You are your own media brand, and you can. I'm the new term. Shakespeare, just inventing <laughs> words left, it's, right, and centre. I cannot believe that's not on Urban Dictionary. Okay, wait. I don't trust Mr. 97 yeah, exactly. just yet. Can you yet. re-look it again? <laughs> Thank you. And so, and so you've started this thing and you've left. Yes. Like, like I, I've made so many stupid decisions in my life that I have that I thought were stupid in the moment, but yep. I've given them a crack, and then I've gone, eh, wasn't that stupid? How stupid did you think it was, or were you totally backing yourselves? I didn't think it was that stupid. Granted, I went into a, straight into another job. Michelle went freelance, but even still, I didn't think it was stupid. I thought in the short term there wasn't going to be much to come from it, but I had I had a pretty strong feeling, and I think so did Michelle, that in a year this could have been this was going to be a good investment. I think as well, our two personalities is that I'm very emotional. So I'll jump into things quicker than Zara will. Zara's very logical. And I think that makes us a good team because we balance each other out. And it means that when we make decisions, we have both Mm. like gut feel, but also reason. But the cry quota is used more with Zara. Yes, which makes it all the more confusing. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think Zara frustrated cries. Like she, yeah, sure. Maybe she unable to show her full emotion. Then maybe it just all comes cries. out of Whereas all my emotion kind of ekes out of me all day, every day. Yeah, just sure. on a smaller level. <laughs> yeah, it's like a constant slow drip yeah. of a tear. <laughs> all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> and so when, when you decided to actually, Zara, make the jump from the employment that you had to go into uh, full-time freelance, mm. Who, who did you have to reach out to from the conversation? Like I know when I when I decided to quit my job, I said to uh, to my mum, I said, "Ah, oh, um, I've uh, got some news. I've decided to uh, leave Invado. I'm starting my own thing." And she said, "Well, this is something I don't want to hear." <laughs> <laughs> and then so I hung up, and then I went on a like a rampage. I, I called Bree, and I said, nah, she's done. I'm not saying like I just need people who are supportive in my yeah. life." And I'm like, I'm going to make this. And it actually gave me a lot of fuel. I said, yeah, I'm going to add it to yeah. the fuel of fire and yeah. watch it burn. It was quite chaotic. <laughs> wow, I'm noticing this side yeah, of you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to wear the emotional ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I'm really tweaked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so what did that What did that look like for you? Um, not quite as dramatic, if I'm honest. I, I am, can give you my mum's number because yeah. she can change that for you. I am like a, quite a... I have quite a cautious personality and I'm mm-hmm. like very risk averse. So I remember being in the, the job that I was in 
um, the second job that I was in and I was about a month in messaging Michelle thinking I've made a massive mistake. Like mm-hmm. I shouldn't have taken this job. We have too mm-hmm. much work on. Mm-hmm. So for about six months, I was six months I was working that job, working through my work e- weekends, working after work. So I think by the time it came to January when I needed to quit, everyone in my life knew that there was no other option. Literally yeah. everything was set up for us. We knew exactly what we were going to do the minute I was full-time yeah. Zara's transition into full-time work was much simpler yeah. and kinder everything than was, mine was. Yeah. Everything was set up. And I think because I had so much time. <laughs> so annoying. Um, <laughs> but, it, but it was annoying for yeah. Michelle, am I? Because I was so cautious about it. And I had just started that job and I and I liked the job and I didn't want to quit and leave them. Mm. It, I just felt awkward about it all. And I am a bit of a people pleaser. So I didn't want to muck them around. I didn't want to muck Michelle around. Mm. I just didn't know what to do. How did you feel, Michelle, at that time? Uh, when Zara went into well, when Zara was sort of fucking around doing her what was he like, getting yeah. job, <laughs> what was no, he no, getting? Well, you're like, think, come on board, like. Well, yeah, I think it's funny because um, I I was totally fine with it. I think it, if anything, it was the reverse that Zara did feel a bit of guilt over that time. That mm-hmm. if I was working more on the podcast during the day, doing more of the behind the scenes admin stuff, um, potentially more of the editing during that time mm-hmm. or whatever, Zara did feel this uh, growing sense of guilt that she then had to step up when she did step mm-hmm. away from her job and almost had to make up for the last few months, which I didn't feel that at all. Like she's offered so many times to do more work Mm -hmm. than what I'm doing at the moment just so she can make up for it. But I don't think we want that at all because to me, we described this the other day to um, someone else who was interviewing us that the podcast is like our baby. Mm -hmm. So it was almost like I was the stay-at-home mum for a time and now we're both stay-at-home mums and it's still the same (laughs) baby. Like no matter what, if I worked on it a little bit more, that doesn't matter to me because it's the same end goal Mm -hmm. and our like my wins are her wins and vice versa. So I I think if anything, it was more difficult for Zara that she had to carry on this like emotional load of feeling like she didn't have enough energy and time to Mm -hmm. dedicate to all her different projects. Whereas I was just at home like writing my column and doing some podcast (laughs) stuff. Like it was pretty easy on me. And the other thing that, uh, the other thing we said in another interview a couple of days ago is I, my other concern is that I was getting home from work and wanting desperately to do this podcast work, which was what I would go and do. And then I would get to 10 o'clock at night and think, well, if I burn out, that's not going to be good for either of us yeah. as well. So at what point do I step away and actually not do this work for the benefit of the podcast? Or at what point do, like, what point do I yeah. keep taking yeah. stuff on? It was, it, was, it was a weird balance. It was almost like financially it was more div- tricky on me because I made the choice to go into full into freelance without anything set up or any life raft to jump onto. But physically it was more taxing on Zara. We had the jet ski anyway. Yeah, yeah well, so. I jumped onto the jet ski. <laughs> and the podcast then. is the fun thing. I think we look at it and go, how do you not burn out on the fun thing? The thing mm. that we actually yeah. love doing. How, what do you? you guys think about that like um i think if we had burnt out it would have happened already i think Mm. if i would have burnt out in the podcast it would have been four months ago Mm. um there's still time (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong (laughs) um i think we we keep it to i mean the podcast is still fun and it actually still is one of my favorite parts of my week but it is framed very much in a work sense to the point where I don't want to talk about what we're going to do in the podcast all day, every day. Like we have very set times of the week where we're going to talk about what segments we're going to do, how we're going to approach it. And then we kind of just drop it. Mm -hmm. It's very hard when the podcast comes with a community that sort of infiltrates all parts of social media that you need to then moderate. Like you've got thousands of producers all telling you what to cover. Well, exactly. And a Facebook group that wants to talk about what you're talking about. And that is so wonderful and so rare. Are you still in that Facebook group, Mr. 97? He's, oh, he's yeah, he's mum's yeah. on the group. Yeah. Thank oh, you, Mrs. Amazing. Mrs. 97? Mrs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if your mum got an 8 I know, that's she, New Zealand. 
not sure what they <gasps> But do we do have to moderate that group a lot. Yeah, and that is hard to not burn out when you're waking up at whatever time you wake up in the morning mm. and moderating that and then to the moment you go to bed, there's sort of no point when you're not thinking about it. And mm. I don't think I've met – either of us have reached a point now where we're balancing that well. And it's also that, like, we've got a lot on our plates at the moment. Like, we're doing a lot of different things outside of Shameless that – will like be in the next few months but above anything we constantly say to each other when we are really busy and we're doing lots of meetings or whatever we constantly look at each other we're like shameless comes first like no matter what shameless has to be priority we have to make sure on friday that we have basically a clear day when we're not doing anything really intensive sorry guys you, yeah. you're just fun this is fun <laughs> but we want to make sure that on friday that we kind of have that day to focus on content prep and being in the right headspace for the podcast mm-hmm. Because above anything, we don't want to let the main project that has given us a little bit of success or a a great audience or whatever, we don't want that to slide. And I think some people can sometimes get lost in that you create something that's really good and then when you you start getting paid for it, the content slips away. But above anything, we want to make sure that the content is great and therefore the money will come later. I want to ask you about social media in a second, but... It's oh, Fat yeah. Fridays. Yeah, today is Fat oh, Fridays. Yes. Hang, on, and so, Hang on, I've got to get something. I and forgot so, that's why we're here. Yeah, and so Mr. Mr. 97, uh, Ooh, wow. he's, he's cooked uh, for both the dates that he's, he's been on. Mm-hmm. And Did we you f- cook? Yeah, both times. That's the kind <laughs> yeah, of man Mexican. he is. Didn't you cook Mexican? No. And then it didn't work out? Pizzas and wraps. Um, so anyway, we've got to just come over and let uh, Michelle put this <laughs> chef's yeah. hat on you. Is this for me? No, this oh, is no, for no, 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 like, No, we don't make on. our guests cook. Yeah, exactly. So this is great. This is too much. He's not a pet. Come on. He's found what ribbing means. I don't think Mason gets paid enough to do this. It's under ribbing. Yeah, the act of teasing. The act of teasing. Okay, great. Are we ribbing ninety-seven right now, making him wear the? Yes. Yeah, we're ribbing. Ribbing so slash bullying. It's a horrendous hat, by the we way. We said to Mr. Knight, we've made really him cook bad. once before for us mm-hmm. and we thought, okay, maybe he can cook again. Yeah, great. <laughs> it's amazing that we throw things at him and he just never has once ever said no. How far could they go? Do we need to teach Mason how to say no? <laughs> yeah. yeah Mason, I can step in as a HR manager. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone, someone clearly needs to. It would be yeah. done if you did. Yeah. But <laughs> So what Mason has done has, uh, Mr. 97, he's, he's uh, done some prep work at home. And oh he's brought goodness. in his waffle machine. Stop well, cause, it. Because what, what I'd said was what is uh, Mr. 97 makes waffles at home. I've had some of his savoury waff- waffles, right? Yeah. And I said, can you make them on the show? He said they take 15 minutes to make each one. It's too long. I'm mm. like, I like the pressure. I think you should do it. Anyway, <clears throat> he went behind my back and... Pre, 97, can you come here and explain on my microphone what, why you're not doing the whole thing from scratch now? <laughs> Look at his hat. It's so good. Yeah, I, I had to clarify with mum, but apparently the eggs, when you uh, whip them up and they go fluffy, apparently, apparently you can't leave them for a long period of time. Oh, you're yeah. such a scientist. <laughs> well, I, I, Lucky mum's around, hey? Yeah, Sam, Sam, my brother as well, he helped out doing them also. <laughs> my boyfriend literally can't cook toast. Like this, so. Well, so the thing is, he's, uh, so what he's ended up doing, because 97 was going to bring the batter, like I said, bring yeah. it and then... You can prepare that, but you've got Lies. to... Um, it would have been, gone rock. Yeah. And so, so he's pre-made the waffles. He's going to make the waffles and then so present them. So he just needs to heat... The, so he's basically got the waffle in its sort of a form that you would assume is a yeah. waffle, but he's using the waffle maker 
to heat up to the waffles. To reheat. To rewaffle the waffles. Can we not say reheat? <laughs> reheat. <laughs> to to heat up. No, re, to reheat. Present, sounds, to present. No, to, uh, to toast. Sounds like, uh, You're toasting leftovers. them. That sounds fancy. I mean, I'm looking at it from over here and you're going to tell me that's not leftovers. I, I'm hoping that he there has this done by the time our sh- the show's kind of wrapping up. Mm. We can see them. Because I'm always apprehensive about eating on the Any show. Any dietary requirements? Uh, mm. No fruit for me. I'm intolerant of fruit. I just don't okay. want fruit. That sounds fake, but it's 100%. You know what, what? I'm intolerant. I'm intolerant. I'm intolerant to salicylates, which is a chemical in most fruits and vegetables. So wow, really? I have the diet of a 14-year-old boy. Yeah. Which Amazing. is what? Like uh, pasta, oh, yeah. carbs, just full-on carbs, hardly any vegetables. Yeah. That's, that's that sounds awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, lots of people think it is, but I I used to love like uh, avocado is a big one for me, but also used oh, to love like dried fruit. fruits, Can you have avocados? Um, I can have avocado, but like minimally is so this, once a week maybe uh, when did you find this out is this like because there seems to be a millennial trend that we all are intolerant yeah. to things and it's a great excuse to not eat no this well. is bad zara <laughs> seen the photo so i broke out this was when i was maybe 20 like a full-on neck rash oh right no. around like bleeding every day it was gross wow. oh, great crusty um, but also my She's asthma hot. was horrible <laughs> like i was admitted to hospital multiple times that year with really bad asthma attacks i started having like really low depressive moods wow. and i went to a dietitian and I had been salicylate intolerant when I was a kid. So I'd had all these like skin allergies and asthma and everything as a kid. And um, my parents had just kind of, I think they thought I had grown out of it. That's why I think with asthma, like I used to get asthma really bad, but mm. I haven't had a puffer for like 10 years. Really? So we're oh, just, I wish I was like you. Yeah, I'm no, three. but there's going to be a day where the, the asthma storm comes yeah. and I'm going to yeah. I'll give you one. So I've got like four in my bag. Wow. Um, <laughs> it gets real but <laughs> real quick. Yeah, it's, it was just really, really bad. So I guess when I was a kid, maybe my parents were feeding me certain types of food. But when I reached 19, 20, I was going out and eating my own food and buying my own stuff to make. Mm. And I must have just tilted really far towards, I had bad eating at the time, mm. really far towards like an orthorexic kind of diet where it was basically only fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Um, yeah, super healthy to a fault yeah. where it was all I was eating. Just watching a bit of Sarah's um, day. And yeah, a little bit too much Sarah's strokes. day inspired. Yeah. 27 bananas today. <laughs> well, the, the, the thing with the, all, all those vloggers is I get into them the thing is that I take part of – so I'll take the bit from their – like when it's a vegan, for instance, I'll take the bit where they eat a lot of fruit mm. – but then I'll watch a paleo person and then I'll eat a lot of meat. It turns out I'm just eating a lot of everything. Oh. So it's like, oh, you, you can't get fat from 40 uh, bananas. Yeah. You can if you combine it with also peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, 20 kilos of peanut butter. Yeah. Um, what was your request, Zara? For dietary? Yeah. yeah. No food poisoning? Oh, no, no food, food poisoning. poisoning. No, I think we can yeah. – I think we're – If we can get through the show without shitting our pants, so that would be – No, I think that's fine. Um, social media, I saw, uh, Michelle, you, were, you posted something about how you took some time off from social media. Did I? Yeah, I saw that, that somewhere. Or, or well, you've written an article. I oh, know you wrote a blog post. Well, the thing is that I find it interesting, like to extend that, I was listening last night to your latest episode yeah. and you both have a very positive outlook now on I social do, yeah. media I know compared to now. them, yeah, yeah. compared to what TJ is describing because I feel like I'm still in the the stage of like fuck social, like I'm scrolling just going fuck this, I hate this, I hate social yeah. media, I hate myself. 
Say so platform. I think what uh, what happened was late last year I took like a significant amount of time off social media just because I was I started tracking it first of all on my iPhone I had that little app up where it would tell you how much time you spend on your phone every single oh, yeah, day yeah. and it was alarming. Did you say five <laughs> hours? Was there uh, a time where it was five yeah, hours? Yeah, yeah, five hours a day. Which some people I would say that to and they'd be like, oh, that's nothing. Also, your work is on social media. Who the fuck's saying that's nothing? Is that uh, Gemma Watts? People that were on like eight <laughs> hours a day, that nine hours a day. That was nothing for me when I was working that full-time yeah. job and I was basically talking to Michelle the entire day because yeah. we were working on the side. I would look at my screen time and yeah. be like, I've just worked two work days because I've spent eight hours on social media. I think there would be something in employees and social media viewing way up. I reckon there would be like an average higher in people that work for other people. Well, yeah. there's, there's also something like about writing and what you're doing. You can do a lot of it on your phone as well, which is cool. Do you find that part of the the tool being something that can be used for good, but it's also... Well, I think I did go through that period last year where I was really negative about social media, but now I feel like I've let go of the guilt. Mm -hmm. I think I was tracking it and taking time off it because everyone continually says, oh, like, don't be on your phone too much and make sure that you go and see the world, which of course I agree mm -hmm. with. But at the same time, it is a part of our job. And mm -hmm. I think in the past few months, I've just come to the realisation that if I'm content and I'm happy and I'm fine mm -hmm. and I'm still exercising and I'm still enjoying life, then I don't need to have this negative feeling towards social yeah. media because I feel like we do, we're almost told that being on your phone all the time is really, really bad and you should feel mm. really guilty about it and we're always putting labels like you're addicted, we're all addicted to our phones. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I think, think if, you do, if you're not doing the shit you want to be doing, and it's taking up time being that. spent on that and yeah. you're complaining to your partner about wanting to you know, excel in your career mm. or go traveling or you know earn enough money to do something i think then it's like it's a unique yeah. problem if it's being used as may a, have. if it's being used as a pacifier for other yeah. issues yes. that's where it's an issue but yeah. if it's just like there is something in that like a, i know a, f a friend who went on that like a diet which was essentially like eat what you want when you want. Like it was like, it was a whole book on it and it was like, I never even thought of it. Like what about a if we book? just. That could just be like a sentence. Yeah, exactly. Eat what, like, you, what you want you, whenever. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is we're so fucked up that it required like all this training yeah. around like how we look at food. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. we can pretend as well that like giving up social media will be like the panacea for all your problems in life yeah. when that's just so not the case. Like yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know. I think we can be super negative, but recently I'm like, what? Like, Social media is such a huge part of my connection with other people. Mm. And when Facebook and Instagram went down a week and a half ago, I spent the day being like, oh, fuck, I really enjoy the communities that I've got online. Mm -hmm. I enjoy the group chats with my friends on WhatsApp. And without that, I'd be really lost and isolated. Mm. I still think, though, I feel better about myself when I'm not on my phone. And I think bottom line, that is the case for a lot of people. I have fantasies. I've had fantasies in the last week of like having a week off Facebook. I actually even haven't had this, com haven't had this conversation with Michelle oh yet. Oh my God, I thought we had every conversation. The, hard, part, the hard bit about what you're saying, Zara, is I announced to Tommy, hey, I'm getting off social media. You can't. Well, the thing is, it's like then, Tommy, is well, then Tommy's like, well, you, well, who the fuck is doing all the updates? Yeah. I'm like, that's why I'm talking well, to this you. Is, but this is what I was actually having this fantasy all for the last week and trying to work out how we would yeah, do it. Some crazy yeah. fantasies. If we, if we go on holidays, like if we want to take yeah. a break this year, it's, it's a break from the podcast, but it's a break from nothing else. Like we're yeah. still working. And I was thinking, how do we do it if one of us, like we have two weeks off, one of us mm. deletes a Facebook app for a week, the other person just moderates it. So, 
the groups mm. and stuff for a week and then vice versa. I don't even think that's realistic, but for the first time ever, I really did have this dream that maybe I could completely disconnect for a certain yeah. amount of time just to see what life was like without it. But you can, it's kind you can, of all-consuming. You can. You've built your own beast and you're in control of it. Our friend Matt Diavella, who's a YouTuber, Josh was talking to him online, another online friend that we've actually met, um, when he had, you know, a few, a hundred, five hundred, yeah, he a had, thousand subscribers. Yeah, it was when he first started. Now he's got 1.1 million. But oh, so he releases a, yeah. a video and he used to release it on a Monday, which meant he was anxious across the weekend yeah. and having to work going, fuck, I need this out. And so what he did was... Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> which meant he got his weekends back. But it was he thought he was in a trap and then he decided something else. So it is – I think we are in control. Mm. Well, the other thing I thought is at what point – so we have the, one of the biggest sort of takers of our time is our Facebook community, which we yeah. love. It's also a taker of my time. <laughs> the amount of things that come oh, up in my feed. You can leave. You it's incessant. How, 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 how does the notifications work on There's groups? no notifications. They just come up. Yeah. It's just uh, okay. so it, – it, I don't know. It's, it's very sticky. It's the shameless po- – because I don't have Facebook now, but yeah. I uh, added the group from Bree. Because the other thing is when I started listening to the show, I was like, ah, oh, I wonder what's happening in the Facebook group. The podcast is yeah. very much positioned to women – and so I, and it was like, hey, girl, like I feel like at the end it's like, so ladies, if you want to go on to the, the Facebook group, I was like, I'm, I'm just, it's the equivalent of like, it felt like a women's bathroom. No, I know your audience. I feel like I'm in a huddle. I feel like I'm in a huddle. Yeah. Well, I did have a friend, uh, there was a, a book club that was getting started at mm. one of my old jobs and the first book was Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg, yeah. right? Good book. Yeah, great. great book. Anyway, my friend came up to me and they said, hey, we're doing this book club. It's going to be a great time to like chat about the book and all that sort of thing. Anyway, sign up here and I signed up and she came up to me. She said, I'm only saying this because you're like a really good friend and I know it's maybe not PC but you're the only dude in the whole company that's put their name down. Oh, honey. And so, and because of the, like... That's what so he said to her. Like, oh, honey, I understand. <laughs> yeah, so I said, I was like, she said, do you mind? Like, because then people might be able to be more open. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I was fine with it. So you, yeah. so you didn't go into the book club? I didn't go into the book club. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, it's fine. It's all right. There the are like men's clubs and stuff. That yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I definitely, yeah. well, that's why I felt, I was like, oh, I like... The reason that I wanted to read it and stuff was to understand mm. and to be like part of the cause. So it was like, oh well, if that's if all I have to do, if I don't have to fucking read it, it's part <laughs> of the all cause. All I have to do is remove yeah. myself. I mean, that's a win, isn't it? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a good point. I don't know. With our Facebook group, I wonder if one day this year, if we went on holidays, if we could post in there. I don't know if this is like too radical an idea to oh be like God. the Facebook group's taking a break for a week. Like we're not posting. We're not. It's I think it would be that we'd have to pay someone to moderate. No, yeah. Do you know what you need? A Mrs. Ninety Seven. Miss Ninety Seven. Miss Ninety Seven. Oh, it could actually be. His wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't mind finding a wife yeah. soon. Yeah, uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe she won't take his name and she'll be Mrs. 99 or something. Oh, oh very nice. That would be such a shameless listener thing to do yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> the, the group like that, what's the pressure to respond to all these people? Because I, I know one of our – you've got this period of building your page and your brand mm. and your business and your following and you're like – the good strategy is to reply to every single person. Yeah. yeah. When does that stop? I think it has stopped. Yeah, I don't think the pressure for us is to reply to everything. It's keeping our eye on everything, but it's keeping the tone in line with the podcast because I think if if the tone of the Facebook group goes a bit rogue, it becomes maybe nasty or mm. like a cesspit of, of bitchiness, then I think it 
directly undermines what we do mm. in the podcast. So that's kind of the overarching um, aim for us with the Facebook group is making sure that the conversations are productive and smart and and playing the issue, not the woman. And that's kind of hard to do, keeping your eye on that all the time because it's not just the posts that you're approving that you're making sure are fine. It's the conversations that exist underneath them, yeah. which can go on for hundreds of comments. And if you get 11,000 people together to discuss anything – Oh, yeah. Eventually, without moderating it, it's going to go yeah. down one path, yeah. which is uh, not a, great. A, yeah, eleven thousand people. There's probably yeah. what a thousand gronks. It's that, I'm eleven thousand. Not in ours. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. It's great well, to know Tommy's that one. No, yeah, yeah, I'm, one in there. I'm in there. It's great to know that uh, some journo's or some people with experience around you know fact checking actually are running a page like that because you could see how it could go wrong, oh, yeah. right? You could just. You know, dump something in there and create a It did for a, a time. So it did for a time before we started approving every post. When we let everything in because we wanted it to have this sort of like real-time vibe when people were watching television or... Oh, is or that why my post hasn't gone up? <laughs> you guys... Have, no, I'm joking. Probably. <laughs> I don't know why I would let through anything you posted. <laughs> Kidding. I don't think Facebook... Too many like dick pics or something. Well, I was going to say, Facebook level. That's, what, that's where your shit's getting deleted from. It's not even getting to yeah. shameless. Yeah, that's true. That's Zuckerberg. Yeah. 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 What were you just saying, Zara? Michelle fell apart at dick pic. Yeah, the funny thing is, Michelle said said it before I could say it, and I feel happy about that. Uh, Sorry, well, no, but I mean, we are in the game, and like, don't mind me aligning with you guys for a second. But we're all in the game of like talking as a main thing that we do, right? Yes. And so we're all very self indulgent. Yeah. And so, do you find though that there is that, especially you guys have this massive audience now, the pressure of saying the right thing and also like the fact that we could say something now and then we read something and our whole view on it could shift right yeah how do, how have you reconciled the fact that you said something last week and you might not believe it now well i think we always try at the end of every segment when it's particularly contentious to say something like we might be wrong or maybe you guys have different feelings about this, come tell us. Yeah, yeah. So if we always have that attitude of maybe neck. we haven't gotten it right, come discuss mm. this, we're open to discussion. Yeah. I feel like that's the main point so that if you do get something wrong, then people do feel like they can come to you and have a legitimate conversation without actually attacking you mm -hmm. or um, being quite violent in their language, I guess. Or yeah. being what about just saying stupid shit? Like oh, earlier we were talking up. about that ribbing thing and I said the one with the M, which is rimming. Yeah. Yeah. And well, then I'm not as rogue as you. That's, yeah. that's, I mean, that's our show. We've got you, like, yeah, yeah. There's sensibility up, in a lot of things mm. that you can go back on and totally. obsess we make mistakes on. for sure. Like, a couple of weeks ago, I used the word transsexual instead of transgender, which we were pulled up on. So I do you need can't to use transsexual. Well, the funny oh, thing transsexual is, is not the preferred term. And okay. I should have known that. I've, I don't know why it even came out of my mouth, but yeah. The funny thing is, we've got a listener in the UK who is and she uh, associates with being transsexual. So she's an older she, school. Um, yeah, so she's old school. Yeah. So it does describe as a minority of mm -hmm. the transgender community, which I think is what some people were upset about because we were discussing transgenderism. So then to use transsexual is kind of a little bit ignorant and a little bit uneducated. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something that I need to apologise. It's, definitely, but, it's definitely hard because the thing is like even uh, Michelle, the lady in the UK, she – she spent the 90s like working on internet forums to help people yeah. who were going through all that sort of stuff and her whole thing was it was like she found the transgender the transgender term was one that was um, started being used by journalists or people outside mm. of that community that's how she felt about it and she was like I think we even spoke about mm. it when we had her on the podcast I think she was ep 
yeah, 40 er- or something. Days. And, um, yeah, she was sort of saying, oh, no, like transsexual. So I think the interesting thing is it's like some of these things, there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. And if we know our intentions, it's like, hey, I'm yeah. just trying to get this shit right. I think right. thing, we always intend to do things with yeah. compassion. And intention is one thing for sure, making sure your intention is good, but it's also being able to recognise when you do muck up. And mm. I would like to think that if we do say something that a couple of weeks later we actually don't agree with or mm. we've changed our mind or we've come, we we would say it. Like I think I will probably do it in this week's episode about um, Ricky Gervais. I mean, I, I want to sort of like reintroduce some new points on a, on a segment we did weeks ago because I think it's important to mm. make it look like you can change your mind because then if, it's easier for us if we come out and say that we change our minds yeah. all the time, to but be that's, honest. That's human, right? Yeah, exactly. Like we're all thinking gonna... shit and then yeah. we think different stuff mm. and then... Yeah. I have a huge amount of scepticism to anyone that's like adamant on their opinion on everything, mm, right? Yeah. Because it's like, well, there's there's got to be room to move. The most powerful thing, and Cyan talked about it yesterday on the show, she was like, you know, if she doesn't know something as well, if it, if she's at, on a panel and a journalist asks a question she doesn't know, at the beginning she felt like she needed to give an answer yeah. and now mm. she's like, oh, like there's I don't so know. There's so much in that. I feel like yeah. there's so much arrogance in feeling like you can answer every single thing and there's yeah. a lot of power in actually acknowledging where you have knowledge gaps. Yeah. But the well, ar- arrogance can come across from an insecurity, right? Thinking oh, yeah. you have to. Really fine line. Yeah. But oh yeah, that woman's not arrogant. I swear to God. <laughs> no, that's not what I was but saying. But for us, I think there's it's it's sort of a hard line to walk because nobody's going to want to listen to a conversation where you seem um, very unsure of yourself. Yeah. So you have to seem very confident in the research that you've done and the points that you have, while also saying this might not be completely correct, and also I could change my mind on this. And mm. so that that's sort of like a hard game to play. Mm. What's the uh, your old employers? What have they taught you in a positive way? Where it's like you know what, as uh, if you'd just gone out to freelance. I, you know, you wouldn't have gained all all the knowledge. What were the oh, main things? Oh, we learned so much mm. there. Like actually so much. So I feel like when we do talk about the podcast and how things went then, it can kind of cast this semi-negative light on our experience. But I did learn a heap there, particularly about what women are interested in and how to have a – even construct an opinion piece. Some of the women that I worked with at that organisation were super – influential on us and our careers and great mentors so I feel like without our time there we would absolutely not be able to do what we do now and I think the reason that we work so well together is we were taught how to be quite decisive in our decisions very quickly like we make decisions really quickly Mm. and we're pretty confident on them and I think when you're working in a very fast-paced environment where the news is never stopping and you kind of have to make those decisions and be confident in them um, it's kind of a unique skill to accrue and that's one we definitely accrue there that's been super beneficial for us now Mr. 97, I see. Did you put fucking fruit on both of them? Oh, have you got a non-fruit one as well? well this is like okay. a okay. Oh, Very oh, aggressive for someone who's getting free food. Oh, well, he's hungry. Just, he's hungry. Did you put fucking fruit on all of them? Oh. Uh, can I? Is that maple syrup that I spot? That's maple just syrup. that's fine. Just maple yeah, that's yeah. perfect. I like a couple of dirty Do we waffles. Have forks or something as well, yeah. or no? It's all right. He's, he's a full chef. Hands. We're going to let the process unfold. Thank you. I am Michelle's micromanaging. A little okay, bit. look at those. <laughs> <laughs> they sort of look like um, when you go to like a real cheap hotel in the US. They always have like a waffle. Yeah, yeah. I go straight to it. I'm yeah. not going to lie. It is hard being allergic to fruit and vegetables. So that's fine. Yeah. Wow. Be, wow. This is proper. Yeah. So dream big, guys. This is what you can do on your podcast. I love it. You've warmed up the. Uh, this is great. Compote. What's what's this? Com- berry compote. compote. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't have a wife and then our last two dates, he'll certainly get one soon. Uh, yeah. Mr. Ninety Seven, can you come over and just sort of give us the you know the chef's spiel about what you've presented? Yeah. To uh, the girls and MKR style, you know, um, they they're sort of losing 
uh, viewers, so this could replace it potentially. <laughs> take our, it, our take it away. Channel, channel 10 if you're watching. Yeah, yeah so we've got a bunch of uh, <laughs> sugary sweet waffles and uh, a bunch of fruit on top. You don't have to say sugary. I think that's bury the lead. Okay. So anyway. Uh, savory. Savory. Uh, no, it's not savory. It's just like they're delicious. Yeah. Josh, can you just Okay, say sorry, sorry. Micromanaging. With, with uh, a bunch of yogurt, maple syrup and berry compote. Nice. Oh, lovely. Um, if you weren't eligible before, what the fuck? I know. Can I just say, I mean, narcissists, we're all. We're all. This gave me shivers when we were doing a talk around at a, um, a college. It's called Coll Arts in front of a group of students that mm-hmm. are, you know, becoming content creators. Mm-hmm. A girl came up to ask a question and she said to us, I know where I know you guys from now. They, she recognised Mr. 97 from, from the Shameless. dating, Shameless Dating Show. What can we say? Not <laughs> only that, but I was at a surprise birthday party on Wednesday night. Which Who has a surprise birthday party uh, on know. Wednesday well, night? Well, she didn't plan it, you see, because uh, it's course. a surprise. Yeah, yeah. But a man would yeah, call exactly, it Yeah, it definitely <laughs> was the boyfriend. But it, TJ, that's too much. No, nah, mate. My yeah. wife gets into me about what, using what is the too much maple syrup. Maple syrup is it maple syrup like flavored maple syrup? No, or it's is not it the not the hot cake syrup. It's legit. Maple hundred percent. Got the Canadian ah. flag. Did you like some? Hey, uh, anyway, you were at that party. Deal. What happened? Yeah, I was at the party and uh, I was just having a conversation with someone else. I said, "Oh yeah, we've got cyan on Thursday and then Friday, uh, shameless." And then all of a sudden, like the other side of the room had taken no interest and all of a sudden they said, shameless? Yeah. Is that uh, how so I listen You're making us feel yeah, very exactly. uncomfortable. Shameless. And, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I was Michelle's like... Michelle's actually got and goosebumps. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Narcissistic goosebumps. We all do. We, we all, all do. get them. I if think it, people still confuse us with the TV show. Yeah, that's no, right. You know, are that's you sure they, they yeah, meant shameless Absolutely. The They're like, she's like, I love those girls. And then I tr- quickly aligned where I'm like, yeah. yes. They're very good internet friends of mine. <laughs> and it was, it was very great. Good All right, internet before, friends. We, before we get into this, what's next for you girls? Ooh, what is um, this? Are we allowed? Uh, Hopefully, no burnout. Um, we have, oh, I hate people that do this, but we have like other podcasts that we're working on, projects. Is that what we would say? Yeah, mm. projects. I we want to become a media company. Yeah, you great. are a media company. Yeah, you're well, a Well, not yet. Yeah, we're just a podcast at the moment. No, well, yeah, we're somewhere in between. Do you know how much it costs to set up an actual legit company? Yeah. Like ASIC fees. 650 and then 250 every year for your ASIC fee. Yeah, yeah. ASIC fees. It's not cheap. And then your trusts, if you We're setting up trusts. Yeah. We're setting There's up a another. whole structured thing. Dip- Sorry, Zara's telling me to shut up. I just don't know if it's really that. Oh no, we spent yeah, literally sense. yesterday ten minutes talking about business structure. So yeah. look at there that, are she's so annoyed at me. Now. I don't know if it's that appropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. But uh, domain names, you guys have got to get on the domain I names know. and stuff yeah. because yeah. are you calling it shameless media? We don't or? know yet. This is these are all the conversations okay. that we're having. Because shameless dot media. Because when I I think I oh saw God, a you've men- looked into it. Well, you yeah. trying to buy our domain? No, no, no. no. Okay. I, do, well, I do this He's all the time. He bought Hamish Blake's domain name. I did. You did. Yeah, I did. And he hasn't yet given it back. Well, Hamish. No, I said to Hamish. Is this like this weird? Okay, how's that? There it was. I said, was this sort of just like a subtle drop? Like I bought Hamish's domain name and then I said to Hamish. Oh, no, no, no. I see were, what you're doing. No, you, get it. Try, you have friends in high places. To, I, was tr- I was trying to make it very clear. I bought the domain name because I, I constantly. And I then bit, I said to Hamish. I said to Hamish, no, I'm a little bit neurotic. So I'll look up <laughs> domain names constantly. So I like, I probably searched all of your n- names or whatever. Mr. 90, like everyone, Mr. right? Yeah. Mr. 97. I owned 131060.com back in the day, which what was the radio that? station, yeah. Fox oh, FM's wow. radio thing. So I had a huge Can amount I, of domain names. I had one that was, how about this? I got off the grid.com, right? Are you taking questions? Uh, yes. Yeah. Can I ask why? <laughs> well, I think it's because when I was, I got joshjansen.com in 2005. Thank you. Is this something we're supposed to be impressed yeah, by? Yeah. All right, good I job. Saying, 
it's fucking amazing, right? It's like, also a bit weird. Like, <laughs> and I'm obsessed with search engine optimization. So if like someone searches You're you, so cool. how, how, do, how do people find you? What do they see? How can we sort of control Riveting. all yep. that sort of thing? And so... <laughs> No, so I do buy a lot of domain names. Is that as a side yeah. hustle so that eventually you'll buy one I've that's never like sold gold one. mine? Yeah. And so my whole thing is like it's not for me to make money off but mm. I see it as like everyone should have their own domain name and I'm pretty evangelical so about like it. you like collecting yeah. stamps but like yeah. the 2019 It is. It's version. the modern day collecting stamps but it you've got to pay 20 bucks a month. 20 bucks a year. When you're dead. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd bought off the grid.com, yeah. right? And it was like my heart was racing. It was crazy, right? Because <laughs> it's seeing like the more generic, the harder they are yeah. to buy. We've got the dailytalkshow.com. We've got bigmediacompany.com. This, clearly there's someone in the business who knows domain names. And this and so anyway, am uh, I missing something? Where are we going with yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. There's, the there's a punch line. Line. So I ended up. I didn't actually buy off the grid.com. I bought off the gird.com. <laughs> and spelled I spelled it wrong. Spelled it wrong. So I'll buy that off you. How much do you want for it? Uh, no, I ended up So how are we doing with that? You can buy names. michelleandrews.com. Well, for you? No, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> Do you just like identify anyone who you think might go somewhere someday and just buy their domain? Well, like Hamish Blake, he might go well, somewhere one day. No, yeah. well, I was so surprised. Like the Hamish one only happened like two years, <clears throat> two years ago, where I was like, because there, there was actually there's a there, there's domain trolls, domain name yeah. trolls where they'll hold on. Yeah, to Yeah, guy them. bought Jules you. London. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not the troll though because I'll straight away be like, hey, I actually don't what, like. I'll just transfer it to you. Jules was bought by some other guy. Yeah, it was like a full troll. And actually said, I'll give it to you. So it was this weird. Oh, he like, did. So that that is, that does happen as well, but the thing is, that I think like a really cool one, like if you did go shameless mm. media, you could get shameless dot media, which would be like a cool sh- URL. Short I've, I've seen short. that a lot you lately, like where people are putting dots in yeah. um, URLs. Sure what yeah. do you do? You, as, would you as, prefer shamelessmedia.com? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that. I don't think that was available. We are talking to the, the domain name experts. Yeah, so he's, he's, he knows all, all the ones yeah. you want. Well, I think it's all about like search engine optimization. If you type in big media, how company, many listeners have we lost in this space? <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is exactly yeah. what There's people literally love. Nobody left. All of the shameless ones have gone. No, but domain name, <laughs> it's fun. Like, but that, tech but, chat. But the thing is, too, okay, Josh, we need some hobbies. Exactly. But the thing, no, but this is the hobby. The thing is that the. <laughs> The domain name is actually like all this branding stuff. That's what that's all you guys yeah. have, right? So it's like rather than being on fa- like fuck Facebook and all that sort of thing, it's gonna be at a time where you're like, we actually mm. uh, at being a media brand, we yeah. want to own all of this stuff. No, so, so when you guys say you're not a media brand, well, you're you're la- you're on someone else's land at the moment. That's what Josh is saying. If you can build out your own, you've got your uh, mailing list, which is essentially yeah. building your media brand. Yeah, but you've got it. You just you just need to build a bigger Everything media Everything just brand. needs to be sort of like formalised a little bit. We're yeah, a bit sure. fast and loose at the moment. Yeah, yeah. work out yeah. the trustees of the trust. And yeah. All that sort yeah. Of Zara and Zara. <laughs> hey, um, thank you for coming on. This thank has been fun. Thank you for having us. And uh, thank you, Mr 97, for the waffles of which we haven't yet started. Isn't that nice hey, um, though? Well, Tommy was like, he's like, we're not eating the waffles on the show. I oh, could. my God, that is like Zara. If I ever drink or eat anything <laughs> within a 10-metre radius. What annoys you the most? You I said when she when she yeah. drinks on mine. What yeah. I've realised from this episode is I'm more like Zara and you're more like oh, Michelle. Yeah. Really? Emotional sure people for life. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, who cries more? Yeah. You. Who wouldn't cry the more? Most I reckon, have, do you cry much? I've cried more since becoming a dad. Uh, the just classic you, excuse. That's what they all say. No, yeah. no. Like I just feel like I'm in touch. Like I care more oh. about everything. Oh, that's about so, you know, so like you two are the non-emotional right. ones who weirdly cry the no, most. No, I'm, I'm not afraid yeah, of crying. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm, I'm cry. the always on emotional one. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, thank you for um, giving us a shout out too um, on your newsletter. Did we? A, 
Oh, yes, we did. Yeah, of course yeah, we did. So kind. Oh, the, please. Very, very quickly. What is, do you know the themes of what the new podcasts are going to be? Or are you? <laughs> we can't you know, say. Yeah, we no, can't say because can't. contracts haven't been signed yet. So we've got to. Like, God, you got, got contracts. You're bigger media company than us. Uh, yeah, we've got to lock shit down. First. Yeah, we do. Um, so no, we can't say, and that's like very annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I hate when people do that. That's okay. It's a daily yeah. talk. Oh, to be show. honest, that's more information than we've given anyone else. Yeah, there's podcasts coming. Yeah, that's and the media brand. I think the media brand stuff is is big like that's where we are wanting to take all of our yep. stuff which is like then you've got this like hub to build yep. upon mm-hmm. uh, does it include jet skis that's what i'm still uh, yeah there is a jet ski podcast <laughs> yeah. and you, you guys are hosting it sponsored, that's what we do yeah sponsored by <laughs> yamaha guys <laughs> <laughs> it's a daily talk show hi at the if you want to tell us what we said wrong during the show yeah. yes. otherwise uh, we'll see you monday catch you guys see you guys bye, bye.